love meeting a new customer. Come on in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Bob's Tavern Cast, the show that is all about Hearthstone Battlegrounds. And uh, yeah, two crazy people that just enjoy playing the game. I'm your bartender, Jay. And I'm your bartender, Don. And without any other distractions, because I know that I, I tend to like go on a rant, let's start by pouring a drink and jumping right in. <laughs> Don, how have you been doing this week? I've uh, been been doing pretty well. It's been, uh, I don't know, it's felt like a really long week. Like, I don't know, it's felt weird. Like, it's felt longer than normal. But there's just, I mean, again, everything that's going on in the world, you know, just time feels different right now. We also had the expansion that, you know, we're still, like, going through and then in standard there's nerfs already and just i mean it's been weird um but been doing pretty well been i hit uh diamond five so like the rank floor in standard and been kind of playing a little bit of battlegrounds here and there seeing what i can do and i don't know nothing's really changed though in battlegrounds yet it feels like it's the forever. greatest feeling ever <laughs> when when nothing changes and everything is exactly how you expect it i love that feeling i just it it almost feels like we haven't i know like technically we did what last week right i guess it's been a week and a half we had the felfin navigator that was added but other than that it's been a good two and a half three weeks almost until we actually had like any major changes so in Battlegrounds time, that's quite a while because we've had a lot of patches and changes very often. Yeah, in fact, uh, one of the things we were talking about before we got started was kind of a, an, a segment that we don't really have a name for yet, but basically it's going to be the uh, the HS Replay Battlegrounds like 500,000 foot view thing. We'll come up with a better name next week. Uh, but according to HS Replay, it looks like everything is basically the same. Um, Millhouse still has this humongous pick rate and a really high win rate. Um, I would definitely say the most consistent of all of the characters. Average placement's actually lower than some of the... Actually, no, I forgot. I forgot what's the lower the number, the better, right? So, yeah, it actually has the highest um, average placement, which is great. Uh, but not really much has changed. And we were talking about the idea that maybe Felfin Navigator wouldn't really bring a lot of disruption to the meta. And I... I I stand by that. I think that it's fine. I think that it's it's good when you get it, but it's not overpowered or anything. I still think I'm seeing it even less than I expected, <laughs> which I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, it's that's the thing. I, I will say that 
I pick it fairly often, but it's often a pick, get the battle cry, and then immediately, you know, get rid of it to open up a space on my board. Yeah, I was just going to say, it does kind of remind me of a lot of other cards that uh, several episodes ago, we kind of talked about uh, the XR posts and stats that he put out. And we talked about how surprising it seemed, but then actually in retrospect, not surprising. Some of the, you know, most played minions at the tiers. And I think the Felfin kind of fits in that same category. Um, Let's see, just like... I'm trying to think what some of them were. Uh, but basically, the battle cries, really, like you said. I mean, it's you pick it for the battle cry and then you ditch it. And I mean, especially if you have like a Bran or something, you know, have Bran on the board, play the play that for double battle cry, get rid of it, get something else. I know it's kind of a weird statistic, but I wonder what is the what minion has the highest pick rate. And what minion has the highest sell rate? Um, and I, I think that would that would kind of break down what's going on in the meta a lot. Because I mean, if I look at like pick rate, I would think like Soul Juggler has a high pick rate, Bronze Warden has a high pick rate, um, Murloc Tide Caller, Rockpool Hunter, like those all have really high pick rates. But then when you start looking at like what has the highest sell rate. You know, anything that buffs but doesn't really do a lot after that or after the fact, you know, I could see those being just as important but often overlooked. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good point, too. Um, So, I guess kind of jumping in, like, how do you think this affects Millhouse? Um, I don't know. It feels different. Um, we've had heroes in the past that were way too strong. Tyrion, you know, being a, the biggest example, they couldn't figure out how to make Tyrion not busted, so they just got rid of it. And that way they could work on it, you know, behind the scenes. I really don't think Millhouse is at that stage just yet i don't think i've ever played against a millhouse and felt like there's just no way that i could beat them i've definitely played against some really good millhouses um but i i definitely don't feel the same way as as when i was playing against early stage afk when she got you know a three drop and a four drop and you're just like you know turn three you're gonna lose like that's just not a you're not gonna win that round um same thing with like again pre-nerfed uh Tyrion when you know late game Tyrion just wins and you don't you don't think about it you just accept it as what happened or even Deathwing early game Deathwing before it got nerfed Uh, these were all cards or these were all heroes that felt bad. They felt bad to play against. Millhouse doesn't really feel bad, but it but the stats just show that it's super consistent. And again, uh we remind you that uh, this information is coming from the free tier of HS Replays um Battlegrounds information. 
And that only includes content from people that are in the top 50% of players. So that's 5,700 and up. And that's recording over 44 or sorry, 440,000 games in the last seven days. So that's that data set. It could, it could be very, very different. Just as, as you mentioned with XR saying, you know, in early in lower metas, it doesn't feel like it's a problem. Unfortunately, I don't have that information. I don't know of anyone that does, but except for XR. So XR, if you're listening, we would love another tweet. You can <laughs> honestly, you could just send us a tweet every week and uh, we would not be upset, but we understand you yeah. got a lot of stuff going on. So uh, <laughs> we're not going to bother you with that. And, you know, again, like you said, I mean, it does show on this HS replay site, you know, that it is, it breaks it up by the yeah, top 50%, 5,700 plus rating uh, over the last seven days. But I want to point out, we we kind of had two heroes we wanted to talk about, um, Millhouse being one of them. But I just want to say the pick rate. So when people are given the choice to play Millhouse, 87.3% of the time he is picked. Like, that is insane. And then the highest first place out of all of the uh, heroes with a 23.08%. So he's getting picked 87% of the time that he's, you know, as an option. And then of those times that he's picked, 23% first places. And the second, actually, it's kind of ironic because we wanted to talk about this other hero. This, this hero also has the second highest right under Millhouse for percentages in first place. And that's at 21.68%. And that's Alex Straza, uh, which is showing kind of at the bottom of tier two. Um, and the next, the next hero, their first place wins isn't until, or is at a 18.51% with Rafam. But I find it very interesting if you look at just that that high placement, you know, 21. I mean, so basically one out of five games that you play with Alex Straza, you're going to get first, essentially. And almost one in four with Millhouse, you're going to get first place. Um, but there, there are little charts here that kind of shows the placement distribution is very interesting. For Millhouse, it's like first place is the top and then it just it like goes down just second place is the second third place is third fourth place is fourth uh but alex straza 21 21.68% of the games first place 18.43% are eighth place and then it's kind of lower in the middle so kind of very different graphs it's like millhouse first and then it kind of just gradually goes down. Alex Straza pretty much is going to be like a first or an eighth. And then sometimes in the middle there. I'm, I'm going to remind myself here. Insert Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first, you last. Because. Don't listen to these people, Ricky. You're a winner. you got the gift. Always remember. If you ain't first, you're last. Dominating NASCAR. <laughs> First and last, baby! I've never seen a driver who wants to win more than oh this Oh my guy. goodness. Alex Straza, definitely rocking that Ricky Bobby strat. I love it. If you ain't first, you last. 
I have played maybe I think it's I think I've played a total of three games in the past like two or three days with Alex Straza. And I've gotten first place on two of them. And I think I got third place on the other one. And it is we've been calling it YOLO Straza. Because the strategy is one that does not care about your health total. It only cares about getting to tier five. Technically, it only cares about getting to tier six. Um, (laughs) Getting Nadina the Red and then proceeding to dominate the rest of the tavern. And... When you're able to execute that flawlessly, it kind of starts with your first two turns. I can tell, like, you got to get a token in the first two turns because that sets you up to hit tier five so quickly. And that is something that kind of uh, another hero that we won't really dig into because we've talked about it at ad nauseum at this point. But Fungalmancer Flurgle is the other hero that follows the Ricky Bobby Strat. And on a on a recent stream, our, our arch nemesis over at Tavern Tales, Totemly Drunk, who is also one of our patrons, so shout out to Totemly. Thank you so much. Um, challenged me to use Fungalmancer Flurgle. And I proceeded to meme my way into first place. So <laughs> we were, we definitely have been living the, the Ricky Bobby lifestyle with Yellow Straza and a uh, Fungal Mancer Flurgle. And honestly, it has been some of the most fun that I've had playing Battlegrounds ever. Like, there's there's a lot of strategy that's involved in the game playing it at a higher level. And I mean, I'm definitely not at the higher level, but I, I can feel smoke coming out of my ears when I'm playing the curator or if I'm playing some of these other heroes that I have to think about. Uh, Dance and Daryl, another big one that I have to think about a lot. But a, a hero where you can just say, what is it? I see it. I want it. I bought it. That's it. I'm playing it. I'm selling it. I've I've got Caligos on board now. Every battle cry that I see, I buy it, I play it, I sell it. Like it just makes it so easy to play. You can have fun. You can relax. It's it's a wonderful feeling. Yeah, and okay. So I'll be honest. I never heard the phrase Yolo Straza until you said it in my Twitch chat the other day, and I was just like, what? And then I was confused because I was playing standard and we'd been talking about standard stuff in chat. And then you just came in with the like, I'm going to try this yellow Straza. And I was like, what is happening? What? And I was like, what deck is that? I don't know what that is. You're like, no, it's the strategy. Oh. And honestly, I've never thought about it as like a YOLO plan because I feel like every time that I've like, okay, I guess the first couple times I didn't. And then I realized as Alex Straza, it really does feel important to just, like, put your head down and just, like, charge to tier 5 and 6. And it's... I, I'm, I'm also going to kind of translate this to standard. 
a lot of people, when playing Warlock, and sometimes even Rogue, you have to use your health as a resource, right? With Rogue, you're using your weapon. You're you're probably trying to control the board a little bit, killing off their minions. You're going to take some damage. Same with Warlock. You're using that hero power. You're tapping. You're taking damage to draw cards. You're using that health as a resource, and that's kind of how it feels playing Alex Straws in Battlegrounds. Like, you just have to accept the fact that you're going to take some damage. Like, you can't go to the next tier and the next tier and the next tier and also build a board and not take damage. Like, you have to kind of choose one or the other. So if you're going to be kind of leveling up quickly and getting to that tier 5 and tier 6, like you're going to have to accept that you're going to take damage. You're going to be pretty low. I think, what did you say? You were like less than 10 health? The first first place that I got, I had 4 health. 4 health, yeah. yeah. And, that, and I feel like that's what happened to me a lot, too. And that was when I hit tier 6. Like, 4 health at tier 6. <laughs> just like, alright, yeah. let's... Let's do this. And and I, I think that you're absolutely right. And that's that's where I think that a lot of people that um are not like the the non yellow Straza strat is to just kind of focus on dragons and that is the hardest thing to do. When you see red whelps on turn one and you also see like a Murloc, you know, tide collar, you're just like, ah, oh. It's dragons, and I'm Alex Straza, and it makes sense to go. Dra- it's like, no, you get that token, you get it right now. You don't, don't pay attention. It's it's a it's a fake dragon. It's just a red lizard. It's it's fine. Ignore it. Get the tokens. And uh, and I mean that's the big deal. Is like there are times when yeah you're not gonna have I, the, the game that I got third. I didn't get tokens. I didn't get tokens the first two turns. So it was like. Tier one, uh, no dragons here, nothing to do. I just have to take the best minion that's around. And then tier two, I, you know, or turn two, I tavern up. And then turn three, like, oh, still nothing. And it's like, I've got to get rid of, you know, I don't know what to do here. I don't want to, I, I literally had an empty board at one point And it was just like, I'm rushing this to get to that point. And it feels so wrong. But man, <laughs> it does you, feel weird. When you get to tier six... And you've got your you've got your dragons on lock and and everything's going and you pull like a Caligos or you're like I said you pull an Adina the Red and you're just like oh man like uh, what, what's what's that song This is how we do it like this is how we do it like I have that yeah. like playing in my head like the entire rest of the game because I just know like I've got this uh yeah. Yeah, and I I was just looking at this. I want to point this out, too, because I, I find this very interesting. Uh, again, looking at this HS replay, you know, the stats. So I mentioned how often people pick Millhouse. Like, it's pretty much, if you're offered basically, like, 9 out of 10 times, like, you're picking Millhouse. I'm not sure who's not. Maybe if they get something else, they maybe they're more comfortable with something. No, nah, their client um, just crashed. That too. But, you know, again, Alex Straza has the second highest first place wins. But Alex Straza only gets picked 31.6% of the time. That it's presented. So it only, yeah, that is presented. So it only gets picked a third of the time that it's offered. Which, like, that's such a huge discrepancy. And even there's a lot of other heroes that get picked way more often. Um, I mean, even looking at, like, Sir Finley, 
Uh, Pyramid gets picked more often than Alexstrasza. Uh, Edwin and Yogg both as well. Like, Yogg gets picked twice as often. And, I mean, it's, it's highest placement is fourth place on its little placement chart. You know, first place finishes with Yogg are 12.5%, basically, as opposed to the 21% of first places for Alex Straza. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. There's kind of some discrepancy there. I think a lot of it has to do with the idea of what feels right. Like, I, I think the classic example of this is Nas Dormu. Nas Dormu, 70, 70% pick rate. Highest placements is, you know, for its first place, average placement, 4.3. So you're probably going to top four with Nas Dormu just from picking it. And as you're playing that hero, it feels right. The entire game, you feel like you're doing exactly what the Battlegrounds client wants you to do. Dance and Daryl, a little bit less of a pick rate, but as you're playing the game, it feels like you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing with Dar- with Daryl. Yogg, Yogg feels powerful. He's not as powerful, but he feels powerful. That's why he gets picked. Rafam, same thing. Who doesn't love free minions? The difference is Alex Straza feels so counterintuitive <laughs> to what anyone would do. It's like playing Face Hunter. Like... I know that I'm I know that I'm not supposed to just hit their face, but it seems like it's the right thing to do and it lets me win so many times instead of just trying to think of strategy. It's like throw the strategy out the window, feel bad for 6 turns, get to tier 5, get to tier 6, win the game. That's like that's the exact feeling as you're playing. You have so much anxiety that you're just going to get smacked really hard. Like I said, you get down to four health, you're just like, if I don't execute this perfectly, it's over and I'm getting last place. And then you just don't. You just keep winning. And, like, I don't I don't know what it is about that. It's just like, whenever that happens, like, you feel so bad, but then afterwards it just feels so good. <laughs> Except for the games where you're playing and you're like, all right, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to go, go, go. And then you run into that person who got a freaking Xeris into a tier six minion and then just wrecks your face or into an AFK that got some insane synergy start. And you're like, well, okay, now I'm eighth and that sucked. Yeah. No more Alex Straza. And and I will definitely say there's something about the amount of uh, loss that you experience when you get last place that is painful. Like, you almost lose 100 points every time you get last place. Like, I've consistently lost... Like, anytime I've gotten last place, it's like 94 points, 93 points, 90... I think I've had like 98 points before, and I'm just like, that sucks. That feels so bad, because if you get fourth place, you gain like... Five. If you get first place, unless you just did really like first place, you usually do really good. Second or third place, you're going to get between like 30 and 50 points. So every one time you get eighth place, if you just have a bad game, if your client crashes, which happens a lot, especially right now where people's internet connections are being throttled, 
you wind up having to get first or second place twice, or I'm sorry, second or third place twice, just to negate that one bad game. And that feels so terrible. I don't know what the fix is for it. I think that, I mean, I just think that it needs to be a little bit lower, even if it was like 70, 60, 70 points for last place. I feel like that's not asking a lot. Uh, it'd be interesting to see like the numbers behind, you know, I mean, we, again, we did talk and go in depth in one of our uh, previous episodes about, you know, we, we went over like their blog posts when they talked about all of the, the ranking and the MMR and all that stuff. It'd be really interesting to actually see like numbers in terms of how they calculate like the points they're themselves that you get. And if they were to adjust those numbers, like how that would change things. I, I don't know. But yeah, it's kind of like the feeling, you know, in standard, they've kind of talked about this a lot with like why they do or don't do nerfs or why they change certain things. And a lot of it is that that feeling. So I, I do think that's also a reason probably why Alex Straza isn't picked as often. Kind of like you said, like, it feels bad because if you don't win, like, you're losing. Like, you pretty much lose with Alexstrasza. And then, yeah, you lose all those points. And then you have to hope that you get a few good next games, you know, to make up for it. And it's just like, well, do you want to take that chance? Or do you just pick something else that has a better chance of getting top four and just try to, you know even out your points that way instead of trying to uh, hope that you kind of can push all in for the first. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think we really have an answer for this. I, I think that this is what makes designing a game like this so difficult. I, I think what just looking at the stats here, if I look at this graph, <coughs> When I see Millhouse, I see Millhouse at like something obviously needs to be done, even though it doesn't feel like it. Something clearly needs to be done. Like when when Demon Hunter was running out of control, they were like they were willing to break the client in some ways to fix it. And when I'm looking at this, any type of skew that says if you see Millhouse, you take Millhouse and you're guaranteed to win. Like eighth place, five percent of the time it's played. That's that's next to nothing. Sixth place, ten percent of the time. Like that means one in every ten. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. So one in every ten games that I play Millhouse in, I just barely don't top four. That's that's what this is telling me, and it's telling me that out of every out of 10 games, I have a close to 60% chance. I'm sorry, 50% chance that I'm going to top four. And then a 60% chance that I'm going to place in the top five and potentially win points. That is, that's high. That's real high. It should not be like that. 
there are no other heroes that are like that. Nas Dormu and Rafam are two other ones. I think Rafam is probably in a good place. Nas Dormu, maybe not so much. Uh, but I think that the best thing that we can do at the moment is just ignore all the stats, throw them out the window, and keep playing Yellow Straza. That's my game plan, at least. <laughs> I mean, it it's pretty fun to do that, right? <laughs> I mean, when it works, like, it feels so good. So, that's going to wrap up the the main conversation here. But uh, we hinted a little bit at this, but we have, we have a couple of announcements for Bob's Tavern. Nothing bad. Everything's actually great. Probably better than they've ever been. Um, I... Jay here as as a player have joined the ranks of Amberflight Gaming, which is super awesome. Don't worry, there was no like insider trading or anything that was involved in this. I had to earn my way in. Um, <coughs> that said, I'm actually working in terms of the uh, kind of as a brand ambassador. Um, and, and also a streamer, but mostly working to help with the, I guess, create a consistent and positive message and, and really help spread it in Amber Flight Gaming. And, and that makes my job really easy because, you know, Don and their team have been doing a great job, uh, picking up all these amazing players, uh, amazing content creators, and I feel, I feel like I have big expectations that I have to meet uh, to just keep going and keep moving things in the direction that they have been. But um, that said, we're also making the decision to make Bob's Tavern Cast an official part of Amber Flight Gaming as well. Now, that's not going to mean too much. Actually, before we get into that, Don, any anything that you want to add to uh, the Hey Jay's a part of AFG now um, announcement? Yes. Yay! <laughs> okay. That's it. I'm done. Uh, okay, good. All right. All right. You sure? N- nothing else? That- that's it? <laughs> Yay! Um, Finally? I mean, I I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I it feel it's been in the works for a while. It feels like I I will say this: I have been an avid fan of everything that's been happening over at AFG before I even knew of any way that I could get involved. Uh, just seeing. The vision, the focus on diversity and inclus- and inclusivity uh, inside of Hearthstone, the vision that you've had, that you've shown as a streamer in the last few years, I have been inspired in many ways by that. And now to be able to help uh, continue that that legacy that's only going to keep going up from here. Like to me, that was just kind of a a no-brainer. Uh, hey, I've got to figure out a way that I can help out with this. And I, I really do like uh, what we've kind of figured out. But 
but yeah, back to the the second part of that. Uh, Bob Saverncast, an official AFG uh, piece of content, and I think the biggest thing that that means is you might start seeing some other faces show up on the podcast. Well, only if you're watching the stream. If we're doing a live stream that week, um, otherwise you might hear some other voices. But we're going to be getting some other folks from AFG involved. Uh, funny thing, most of the AFG team plays Battlegrounds, and most of them are extremely good. So uh, that is that is something we have. You know, players from like four and a half k all the way up to I think ten k. Even I think we have a. I can't remember if Itachi's up there or not, but I know he's pretty high. So it's, it is only a benefit to Bob's Tavern that we now have the ability to reach out and connect with people who play the game at a really, really, really high level. And I am super excited. Um, nothing is currently in the works. Uh, we'll be arranging some stuff in the near future, but I can't wait to get uh, some other voices on here to talk about uh, some battlegrounds. Yeah, I'm excited. I I think it'll be really great for the listeners too, just to have some, you know, instead of just listening to us every time, like let's get some other people in here. (laughs) And and we'll still be here. We're not going anywhere, but that that also gives us the ability too that if, you know, for some reason um, we didn't really talk about it too much, but a few weeks ago we had to miss a week. And um, obviously right now in the world, there's a lot of stuff going on, but for those that don't know, um, I am an immune compromised person. So I, have to take my health very seriously. Uh, my family has uh, kind of a generational autoimmune issue. So, and my mom works in healthcare. So for me, there was a lot of a lot of feels going on, and sometimes that just doesn't make for good content. And we don't want to we don't want to bring bummers into the show, except for when uh, I guess Team Five brings bummers. Like if they brought back Tyrion or something, I'm, I'm not saying do that. Please don't. Um, but it it gives us the ability that we can also reach out to some of our friends that that have the knowledge, that have the same passion for the game that we have, and be able to provide that same level of consistency, if not greater, than what we're doing now. I think it's just a good thing all around. And, uh, you know, I hope that our listeners will enjoy that as well in in the long term. I, I think they absolutely will. Um, I, I'm i looking forward to it. I, I, I don't have anything else to, to throw out there. Um, I am just super stoked for everything that's coming in the future. And I will leave it at that. All right. So there is one other thing that we got to do. We got to thank everyone out there that listens. Uh, We're amazed every, you know, every single week. 
uh, people that are messaging us, telling us they enjoy the show and stuff and, and constantly seeing everyone. So that tells me that you're doing the, doing what we've asked of, of destroying someone on ladder and then friend requesting them and saying, Hey, good game, but you should totally check out Bob's Tavern cast. It's a great podcast. It's all about Hearthstone Battlegrounds. I know we're playing ladder right now, but that's okay. Don't worry about that. This is more important. And, uh, yeah, thank you for that. But also, if you want to connect with some other folks that love Battlegrounds as much as we do and talk about it nonstop, then check out our Discord. There will be a link in the show notes to join there, and it is absolutely free. And obviously, in these rough times right now, we understand that not everybody has the ability to support us financially, but if you do have an extra dollar or two that you want to pass our way each month, by all means, we're not going to tell you not to. Um, go to patreon.bobstavern.pub and yeah, you'll get a shout out on the show if you uh, donate at other tiers. There are some other perks and stuff that are involved, but I think that's going to do it for this week. Don, you got any uh, anything fun coming up? Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, I'm just going to be playing some more Battlegrounds, of course, uh, but the newest season of Aspirant series just started, so we have, uh, four, including myself, from AFG playing in this season of the Aspirant series, uh, so that's been pretty good, and also, starting next week, uh, the House Rivalries Masters that I am actually a part of, uh, there's four different regions, uh, so Bemi, if, if anyone knows Bemi, they, uh, they do a lot of tournament stuff and yeah, Bemi is awesome. All of the house rivalry stuff is awesome that, that they're all doing over there. So, uh, you know, check that out. It's all streamed like Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday nights, or actually it's kind of relative to the region, but the NA is in the evenings. Uh, so I'm a part of that. Uh, Monday the 20th is my next streamed match. So keep an eye out for that. That's awesome. And yeah, excited for all of the kind of third party and locally run tournament stuff that's going on. Absolutely. And, and a shout out to all the creators that are, that are doing these tournaments. Um, we definitely want to see that. Uh, I call it the indie community, but those indie run uh, tournaments, we want to see those around because I think what that does is that allows us to uh, play at, at all different kinds of levels. Uh, the amount of thought that goes in, whether you're playing just on your phone at a lunch break versus on stream versus in a tournament setting versus on, on a grand stage, it, it requires a lot of different types of thinking and a lot of different mindsets. And honestly, it's, it's a good feeling to not only show that you can play at that level, but to also challenge yourself to think and play at that level as well. All right. So I think that's going to do it. Um, again, not really sure what's going on with Bob. He hasn't he hasn't been returning my calls. 
Uh, I understand social distancing, but this is like even digital et, et tu, Bob, et tu. But that's going to do it for this week. Until next time, I am your bartender, Jay. And I'm your bartender, Don. And if you want to check out any of our information, you can follow us on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash kjymiller. And for you, Don. Uh, twitch.tv slash dragonriderdk and on Twitter at donedk. And until next time, the tavern's closed, everybody. Get out. Welcome back, Casino. Now, nobody this time. Leave your weapons outside, Barkai. You know the rules. Welcome, Krasiki. Your dot corner is ready for booting. Eudora, we have to have a little chat about your tab. I didn't know you were in town, Chew. Still cracking heads? You are a diamond in the rough, Always a pleasure.